It's completely normal to grow, break your business, stop, fix the business, and then you can stabilize and you can grow from that place of stability. Welcome to Begin As You Mean To Go On, the podcast for mission-driven, service-based business owners who want to increase their income and their impact. I'm your host, Karanda Adair, recovering WordPress developer, content marketing coach, and CEO of Carvel Digital. If you're ready to work hard once to create systems in your business that continue to work for you as you grow, you are in the right place. Let's dig in. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about the awkward teenage phase of business. This is a phrase that I coined, I don't know, a month or so ago uh, that I've been thinking about a lot because this is where I am right now. I am smack dab in the middle of the awkward teen phase. It really feels like that. It's like, oh, not quite, you know, a fully adult business in some ways for sure, but definitely not starting out, right? I've been at this for a while, but in terms of where I am in my growth, there's just definitely an awkwardness about it. And I said, I wanted to just just talk to you about it because I think there's a lot of people who are going through this phase. Maybe you're in this phase and you don't even actually know it. There's four things I want to cover with you today. The first is a little bit about how I got here, what my background is, how do you even get to this phase of business? Because some people don't make it here. And the second is signs that you are in the teen phase of business. How do you know if you're in this phase? And then I want to talk to you about what you can focus on to navigate through this phase so that you can come out of it with a strong and scalable business. And then I want to talk to you about what to watch out for, things that are road bumps that can be avoided. So that's what I want to cover with you today. Let's get into it. Before I do that, though, if you're new to the podcast, go ahead and do me a favor, listen to this entire episode. And then if you found this valuable, if I've said something that's made your business easier or your life easier, please say thank you by going and leaving a five-star rating and review. That's going to help us get the word out and help get this podcast in front of other people who can also benefit. So let's dig in. I want to tell you that I did not always want to grow my business. When I started out as a WordPress developer, making $500 websites for people, I just imagine myself coding into the sunset, never growing a team. I thought that sounded hard and messy and I didn't want to deal with people and having to hire and it just seemed too much work. And guess what? It is a lot of work and it is messy. People are messy and it doesn't matter if those people are people on your team or your clients. If you're in life and you're in business, you have to deal with other people. It's going to be messy. (laughs) So let's just accept that and move on. But in the beginning, I just had this very pure vision that just involved me, myself, and I. What I really grew out of that is the very first mastermind that I was in, the mentor of that group made this beautiful analogy about a restaurant. And he talked about trying to run a restaurant all by yourself. You have the front of the restaurant and you have the back of the restaurant. So in the beginning, you're up front, you're seating the people as they come in and you're taking their orders. And then you have to go to the back of the house and you have to make their order. And then you have to run their order back to them. You have to check on them. If you're one person with a service business and you're trying to do all these things and you just have a few clients, you can probably get away with that for a while. But as your business grows, if you're a service business, you're going to start to run into problems because there's only one of you. And while you're in the back of the house trying to make the order for someone, someone else is at the door waiting for a seat, getting annoyed probably. He made this analogy and that's when I really accepted that the goals that I had and the business that I wanted to grow was going to require a team at some point. And so... (laughs) 
That's when I stopped fighting the inevitable and was like, okay, I'm going to have to hire at some point. Um, and I've dabbled, right? I, you know, I've gotten VAs, I've hired people here and there with varying degrees of success, but I haven't really leapt into growing a team the way that I have this year. Let me talk about the signs that you're in the teen phase, right? Because when you start out in business, and this is not, when I say start out, it's not necessarily that you're in your first year. Some people are in their fifth year and they still haven't figured this out. But the things that you tend to struggle with tend to be the sales and the marketing. When you're starting out, you're usually focused on where's my next dollar coming from? Where's my next client coming from? A lot of your energy is focused on that sales and marketing and just getting people in the door. A sign that you're getting into the teen phase is when your sales and marketing are actually working pretty well. They're working pretty well and you have a system going and people are coming in the door and you're not so worried about like where are clients coming from. And now on the flip side, you're starting to feel that crunch of, oh, I actually have a lot of clients. How am I going to deliver all this work? <laughs> hey, especially if it's just you or maybe just you and one other person and you start to burn that midnight oil, burn that 5 a.m. oil. And that's when you might start thinking, I really need to get some help and start thinking about and start taking action on growing your team. That is what happened to me this year. And I'm going to talk more in detail about that in a future episode. But basically, I had what they call the, the hockey stick in the startup world where you have this very sudden, sudden in air quotes, right? Because I've been at this for almost eight years at this point. But you you have a very fast spurt of growth. Uh, and it becomes clear that like, you better get help and get it right now. In May of 2020, it was basically me, myself, and I doing just about everything in the business. Like I had, I have a little bit of help in terms of on the finance side. I have help on the maintenance side for like my site, my websites and things, but it was really just me like doing all the work. And then between June and about August of this year, it went from just me to six people, maybe seven, depending on how you count. So that's a lot. That's a very fast growth. So some of the things that happen when you start to experience this, one is the crunch with fulfillment. So you can you can get help for that, right? So I got help and that side is going pretty well. But the other thing is that as you grow your team, you now have to start to lead your team. And the thing that you really need to focus on, and this is the third thing I want to talk about, is your systems. Because when you start to grow a team and when you start to get more clients coming through your business, systems are what's going to save you. And this is the point at which you probably realize that your systems are held together with duct tape and prayers or that you just don't have any systems and you've just been winging it with everything in your head. So if that's you, if either one of those is you, the thing that you need to focus on is really systemizing your business. That means actually getting things out of your head about how the business runs, about how you deliver your service, like whatever your secret sauce is, whatever your magic, you have to get it out of your head, even if it's still you delivering, because it might not always just be you. But the admin tasks, the other things that you need to pass off, you need to get that out of your head. And a lot of people just don't find this stuff to be very interesting or very fun. And that's okay, because what you're going to love is the results. If it's not you, if this is not your jam, find someone who does love it. I happen to really like systems and processes and nerding about how things get done and how can we document it and how can we make it so that we get the same outcome every time. I love that stuff because I really like the freedom that comes when you get it right. I like the process and I like the freedom. If you just like the freedom, that's fine. Get somebody else who loves the process who can do it for you. But I'm going to tell you a very simple process that I learned so that you can start doing this stuff and it doesn't have to be super tedious, okay? 
when you are doing a task, instead of just doing the task and moving on, fire up a video and record what you are doing. Especially if it's anything involving computers or anything online, it's really easy to fire up Loom, which is a video service, and just record what you're doing as you're doing it and talk through how you are actually doing the thing, talk through your thought process, how you make decisions about things. If something goes wrong while you're doing the task, don't erase it and start over. Talk through that too, because everything's not going to go perfectly when you start to hand this off to people. If you just spend the extra couple minutes to actually record that and then name it something meaningful and store it, then when you get that help, when you get your virtual assistant or you get that support staff on your team, those people can actually take that and they can make it into actual documentation with written out instructions, screenshots, all that good stuff. Okay. It doesn't have to be you that does it. And in fact, on another podcast that I was listening to from Evolved Finance, I learned about a company called Prosulum. All they do is train virtual assistants to document processes in your business. And so when I heard this podcast, uh, before I shared it, I actually went and I booked a call with the owner myself because I was like, let me secure my spot first before I share this with anyone else. Um, And I booked a call with the owner and I hired one of their VAs who's now on my team. And she's been doing an amazing job of taking the processes we already had and moving them over to our current system of documenting new processes. And now we have a giant list of, you know, not everything is totally fleshed out, but we have a giant list of here's how we do things in the company. And it's great. And then if we change how we do things, or if we give them to someone to actually perform the task, and it doesn't come out the way we want, then we go back and say, okay, where did this go wrong? Where do we need to tweak the process? And we might make a new video that's just here's an update to this. Okay. So I'm super, super excited to finally have a team and to finally have those processes accessible in the place where we do all our work, which is ClickUp. That's the the tool that we use to manage all our tasks. And I was so excited about this when we kind of got the bulk of the work done that I made a video and I put it in my client group. I was like, hey, here's how we do our systems and processes. And it was like crickets. <laughs> Right. I can see, you know, Facebook tells you like, oh, 12 people saw this. Right. And there was maybe like one like. Right. And then we had our coaching call last week and the coaching call was really about how do you take information that you learn and actually implement it into your business so that you can reap the benefits. Right. Because you can take information in all day long, all year long. If you don't actually implement it, then it's not doing you any good. And so this was the subject of our coaching call. And a lot of my clients are reaching the point where I'm teaching them content marketing, that that marketing is working for them. And now they're like, oh, how do I systemize things? How do I get my time back? And so we're talking about, and I'm, I was actually showing them examples of this is exactly how I do things so that I get my time back and I'm not stuck in my business all the time. And then they started to get excited because they could see exactly how it could benefit them. I said, okay, now that you're all excited about this, go back and watch that recording. You don't have to love the process, but you do, you will love the result and you do have to make sure that the process happens. The other thing to focus on when you're in the teen phase is you're growing your team, which means you're going to have to learn how to delegate. And entrepreneurs, most of us are really, really bad about this. And if you're listening to this, you've probably done the thing where you thought, oh, I really should delegate this, but oh, it'll just be faster if I do it myself. We've all done that. (laughs) I almost did that today. 
here's the thing, you doing these things yourself, that's $10 an hour, $25 an hour tasks, but you getting how you do it out of your head and training someone to do it and leading them to take ownership of that, of the outcome of that thing, that my friend is a thousand dollar an hour task at least because now you are duplicating yourself and you are imbuing your company with your values and your standards. And that's how you're going to be able to grow your company without burning yourself out, without running yourself into the ground. It's very, very important that you learn to delegate and that you learn to let things go. One of the conversations that I was having with a group of my business besties, we're all in a Voxer pod together, and we were talking about this delegation and outsourcing. And like, when do you do something yourself? And when do you outsource it? Here's my take on that. Because I've talked about this before, I don't think you should blindly just start outsourcing all the things in your business. That is going to lead you to a lot of trouble. But you do need to let things go at a certain point. And so here's how I suggest you do that. I think it's very important to know enough to be dangerous in most areas of your business. I'll give you an example. But the thing is, if you don't know anything about something that you're outsourcing, then how do you know if that person is actually doing a good job? An example of this that I have seen quite a few times is let's take Facebook advertising. So I'm not an expert in Facebook advertising, but I know enough to be dangerous. I know some basic things about strategies that work on Facebook. And I've had clients come to me and say, hey, just as a part of doing our work together, they wanted to let me know, hey, I'm hiring someone to do my Facebook ads. They're going to be driving traffic to this page, et cetera. And I would say, oh, great. Okay. Tell me what's the strategy. They would start to describe a strategy that involves spending a lot of money to spend ads on cold traffic, meaning people who had no idea, who had never encountered their business before to try to get them to a sales page or to an opt-in or whatever it is. And that is a really expensive way to start running Facebook ads. So if you ask people who are very experienced in Facebook ads, they will tell you that it's always best to start with traffic to your warm market, meaning people who already are familiar with your business, they already know who you are. If you've ever had that thing where you opened up a website and then suddenly you saw ads for that, like following you everywhere you go, that's how they do that. It's called retargeting and it's a way to show ads to people who you already know are familiar with your business because they've been to your website or maybe they're on your email list. So you're making a bigger ask of them because they already know you. There's a little bit of no like, and trust there. And then when you're expanding into your cold audience, those people, you got to warm them up. So maybe you're just doing ads that give value to those folks and invite them to take a little tiny step into your world, maybe a freebie or an opt-in or something like that. So that's the basics, right? So if somebody comes to me and they're telling me that they hired this person, they're spending a lot of money on someone who doesn't know this basic strategy, that's like red flags all over the place. So that's why you want to know kind of the basics of the things that you're trying to hire for. And once you do know that and you hire someone who's really good and who's going to get you great results, then you build trust with that person. And as you build trust with those people on your team, then you can start to let go of the minutia and the day-to-day and the how it's done. And you can focus more on the outcomes, right? Because you have trust with this person, you have trust with your team, and 
Now it can become more about, okay, this is what we're doing and here's the outcome I want. And another example is social media. I know a lot of folks are <laughs> would really love to like not do their day-to-day social media anymore. And I was also that person. Instagram was my cross to bear, right? I love Instagram for my dog. I don't so much love it using it for business, but I took a course so that I could learn the basic Instagram strategy. And then I hired someone to manage my social media. So now we're to the point where I will spend maybe 15 minutes a week just approving the social posts before they go out. In the beginning, it was very much, okay, I want you to post this and this. And then it became, hey, here's the theme for the month. Go find some content in the content database. So we have the pot of gold, which is something I've referenced before on the podcast, and I'll stick in the show notes, but there's seven years of content in there. So I just tell her the theme and she goes and pulls up some appropriate posts. Maybe I'll write you know, something new every so often, but now I spend 15, 20 minutes a week on that. And other than that, I don't have to deal with it. This is what I'm talking about when I'm talking about getting systems in place, learning to delegate, and then trusting your team once they have earned that trust. And it's not that everything goes perfectly because everything's never going to go perfectly. But if something goes wrong, or if I look at something and it's not up to the standards that I want, we go back to the process. What went wrong here? How can we go back and tweak the process so that we get a better outcome next time? And it's not just me saying that. I've also started to hand off the updating of the process to my team. So I'm really trying hard not to be like, hey, this didn't work. Go update this. I'm like, here's what didn't work. Go figure out why. Go update the process so that it's better the next time. And if you create that culture of continuous improvement, that's how you're going to create freedom in your business. That's the, those are my thoughts about the teen phase of business. And, you know, I'm not coming to you from on high. I haven't reached seven figures yet, but I've had a lot of really great mentors who have reached seven and eight figures. And sometimes I think it's valuable to not wait until you're all the way through a process. I think a lot of you are also in this phase. And if you are, I would love to hear like what your experiences are and how you're dealing with it. The last thing I want to talk to you about and want to warn you to watch out for is if you're just growing, 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 and you never take time and space to stabilize your business, you are on the train to burnout bill, okay? Nothing just grows and grows and grows without stopping. Like that's not, that's literally not natural. It's winter as I record this, and it's a time where Things are shutting down and things are turning inward and we all just want to cuddle up with a nice cup of hot chocolate and some Netflix, like that's normal. And so if you've reached this phase where your sales and marketing starts to work, you're getting into a a growth phase, don't forget to actually take time to stop and figure out like, okay, now I'm in this new phase. What does my business look like at this phase? How do we stabilize? Because if you keep growing and growing and growing without doing that, your delivery is going to start to suffer because you're not going to be able to deliver a consistent experience to the clients who are coming through your business. It's completely normal to grow, break your business, stop, fix the business, and then you can stabilize and you can grow from that place of stability. 
So that was the last thing that I I just want to leave you with. And I hope some of you are nerding out on this and getting value from this. And I would love to have a discussion with you. So definitely come over to the service CEOs group and let's talk about this. I want to know, have you been through this phase? Do you have some words of wisdom for us from the other side? Are you in this phase? And what is your biggest struggle out of all the things I talked about? What's your biggest struggle? Or, you know, what's your biggest win that you're having? I'm going to make a post just for discussion about this. So you can come and you can post on that post or you can just come and make your own post. But I definitely want this to be a two-way conversation because I think that's when it gets really fun. All right, y'all. That's what I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. And if it's your first time with me, now is the time. If you found this valuable where you can go and leave your five-star rating and review, I really, really appreciate that. And it helps us get the word out and get this information in front of more business owners who need it. And if you are a longtime listener, all nine episodes, and you haven't left a review yet, what are you waiting for? You can go right now. You can open up your app, leave your review, and this will keep playing in the background. So thank you so much. I'll see you over in the Service CEO group. And until we talk again, begin as you mean to go on. Content Bootcamp is my 12-week flagship program for mission-driven service-based business owners who want to get their genius out of their head and onto the internet where it can be working for you 24-7. Every week we start our live coaching call by sharing wins. And in the past month, clients have shared how they've added 50K in revenue to their bottom line this year, or how they had to miss a coaching call to onboard all the new clients they got from implementing what they learned. I would love for you to join us and share your wins every week. And right now you can get up to four extra weeks in our awesome community for the same price as the 12 week program. All you have to do is join before the end of 2020. The clock on your 12 weeks won't start until January 4th. That means you could get up to four extra weeks of access to our amazing community support and coaching and get a jump on your marketing goals for the new year. If you wait until January to start working on your new year's goals, you're already behind. Apply to join us by going to carveldigital.com slash bootcamp. I'll see you inside.